0: Welcome to Level 7, Episode 92, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Season 2, Episode 18, Frenemy of My Enemy.
1: Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place.
0: Agent Daniel here, back in the hub.
2: But I'm not alone. I'm here with... Agent Ben. Ben Avery. And I'm here. And I'm ready. Daniel. That's great. Hey, do I sound different? Slightly. Yeah, I've been yelling a lot. Uh, I was going to say, you sound like you have a head cold or something. You know, maybe this is the thing we need
0: to finally make sure that our voices are differentiated well. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And I can try and talk... uh, Deeper, but well, I, again, I, I just oh, yeah. feel like it's all scratchy. Yeah, and if There's I go, lots
0: of yelling, I go down, and then you go,
1: and then you
0: go, yeah. hey, but that's not why we're here.
2: Mm, well, technically, speaking, it is why we're here. Yeah, good point. But <laughs> dude, have you seen the pile of news?
0: It's only four items. Oh, uh, Yeah, it's going to take us three hours to get. I know because I real. have opinions
2: about every single one of them,
0: <sighs> and we know I do. Hey Ben, Let's, can we go to the can we go to the intelligence report? Yeah.
1: Shield intelligence report. <laughs> okay, so
2: we got four items of news. One is a non-item that would be a fifth, and that is there was a buttload of trailers It got dropped last week. I know, and the best, the absolute best, Star Wars
0: Rebels. What? Star Wars Rebels.
2: Oh. I not, cried. You cried a little bit. A L- little bit. I'm a
0: grown man. Yes, I cried you are. A little bit. Okay. I mean sure seeing seeing Han say Chewie were home and that was exciting, but there was there was a reveal in that Star Wars Rebels trailer that answered questions
2: while leading to new questions. But wouldn't you have rather had it answered uh, Why are we talking about that? We're not talking We're not here to talk talk about Star Wars. This is not Welcome to level, Tatooine. We good point. Good point. Okay, news item number one. You want to take it? Where am I?
0: No, it? I want you to.
2: Mostly because I don't have that note open. Oh, I just figured you'd go with whatever it was most exciting to you. Uh, Daredevil is getting a second season. <laughs> this is uh, on on Netflix next year, two thousand sixteen, and. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, Frankly, I wasn't expecting this. Were were you? I wasn't expecting it so soon. I mean, when does Defenders drop? Well, that's the thing. They have. It sounded like they were going to do two of these thirteen episode seasons every year. So it would have been two thousand seventeen, I guess. Yeah. Two thousand fifteen is is Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Two thousand sixteen would have been. Iron Fist and Luke Cage, and then Defenders would have been after that, right? Yeah. So, uh, so does Iron Fist get pushed back? Does Luke Cage get pushed back? I don't know what this pushed means. Back? I I don't know I, what this means.
0: I, I, I'm, I mean, daredevil has been great. That's the thing. It but really I, was good. I really want to see Iron Fist.
2: The thing is, I saw a lot of people just... You know, they watch the last one, and then it's just like, oh, now what? Oh, I want more. Oh, who would have expected Jessica Jones? Yeah, exactly. So that's my thinking is okay. Well, we'll get Jessica Jones. He'll be a guest star, so we'll see kind of what's going on every, you know, maybe in two episodes or something.
0: Let's be blunt here, buddy. What do you do now? You get ready for your rewatch for your your summer episodes of Welcome to Level Seven.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we would do, and that's what, of course, you, dear listener. Are, are obviously, you know, that was part of your summer plans as you're plotting yeah, your for, vacation. for some people, they need time. Yeah. But here's here's the thing. Does this mean we're going to get, in 2016, Iron Fist, Daredevil, and Luke Cage? I certainly hope so, because, I again, I really want to see Iron Fist.
0: Yeah. As you know, Ben, I've actually picked up some Marvel epic mm-hmm. collections. Yeah. And... There's a Power Man and Iron Fist one coming in an Iron Fist one. You know, two separate ones. And I'm really more excited about those than some of the ones they have already put out. So...
2: The thing is, I've watched people say, we want, you know, oh, now I have to wait for second season. And I was just thinking, there's not going to be a second season. Literally, today, when I saw the news that there's a second season, this morning I saw someone post, "I now I have to wait for second season. And I didn't say anything, but I wanted to. And I was just thinking. No, sorry, man. You're you're you, you, Jessica Jones, but but we already had a second season planned. It was called Defenders. Well, Defenders was only going to be four episodes. Yeah, but, but that I mean, was going to be bad. where we were going to see. For it, what I was thinking is we would see Matt Murdock in you know in the future. That's where we see you know, what happens to him and his supporting we, cast. We knew more Matt was coming. We knew it was coming. Right. Now I just we, figured it'd be guest starring glimpses here and there, and now we see nope. So, yeah. I, I think this is good news for for Marvel. I mean,
0: obviously, this little experiment has you know succeeded.
2: <laughs> well, that's just it. You know exactly what happened. Netflix said, "Whoa, people are you know this is Daredevil is the most pirated TV show the last couple of weeks, except for I think maybe Game of Thrones." Um. And people are you know, watching it, and, you know, if something makes money, then make more, right? Absolutely. So That's we, what we call capitalism, then yeah. Because you know what's going to happen, Daniel? This is going to come out on DVD. And you, yeah, know, who's, gonna you know who's going to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be owning this on DVD or Blu-ray, and I'll have a subscription to Netflix, and I could watch it anytime I wanted to anyway.
0: But you'll still own it. But
2: I will still own it, just
0: like me. Just yeah. like we already did with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's true. Which we could watch any time we wanted to on Netflix. Yeah.
2: Okay, so that's that. Any other thoughts here?
0: Just don't push back Iron Fist. I want Iron Fist. I
2: don't want this to be a Spider-Man thing where it pushes back our movies.
0: No, I want Iron Fist. I'm good with them announcing more devil, more Daredevil. I'm honestly good with them maybe pushing back Defenders. But what I don't want to see get pushed back is Iron Fist. And I think it's impossible to push back Luke Cage, since we know from said photos, that he's going to show up in Jessica Jones. So, let's just... Well, we're going to have to uh, live with Daredevil's it. Daredevil's good, but let's remember there's other good stuff coming, too. Yeah, we'll just
2: have to... We'll, we'll live with it. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, hey, I'm at stick, man. I'm up to... I finished stick. Oh, That's right, you haven't even finished. So no. You haven't seen when Loki... Nope, haven't seen when Loki comes in with Thor's hammer. Pretending and, uh, to be Man-Thing.
0: Nope, nope. Yeah, when they yeah. assemble the West Coast Avengers, haven't seen it. I mean, nope, h- no, nope.
2: Who would have expected that that obscure run of Steve Gerber Daredevil would be what they're basing this whole thing on?
3: No Daredevil one in the world. Daredevil and Black no Widow one.
2: in San Francisco. Yeah, no one. Fighting man That would thing be a cool season crazy. too, though, Black Widow and, and Daredevil in San Francisco. I do not understand what I'm reading with that. <laughs> It's so weird. Black Widow has no secret identity. Everyone knows who she is. She's hanging she out lives. with Daredevil, and she's hanging out with Matt Murdock, and is seen walking into their house with both Matt and Daredevil at different times. I, I might crazy I, pants. Yeah. Okay. N- news. News item. Next news item. You want to take this one?
4: Still don't have the note
2: open. Okay, John Ridley has a new mystery series that he is developing for ABC based on oh. an existing Marvel property. Well clearly this is our spin-off, right? No. This is not our spin-off. <gasps> what? I know. This yeah. is horrible news. This is the
0: worst news ever. Why? We need a telethon. <laughs> we need to replace some incomes. <laughs>
2: Okay, so this new series, we don't know if it's going to be MCU, though. From what I've seen, nothing is saying specifically it is MCU. Nothing is saying that it's not MCU. There's no indication what he's looking at doing. There's a lot of speculation about Cloak and Dagger. um, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, and that's the other big speculation. That's actually the biggest speculation, I think, right now. Uh, And, yeah, so... Who knows what it is? Who knows where it's going to be? Uh, sounding like ABC is is where where is it going to land? But yeah, and we and we had a disagreement. You know, I was thinking,
0: you know, that'd be a huge coup for ABC Family to get something like Miss Marvel because mm-hmm. those ABC Family shows are all angst filled, and Miss Marvel is something that could be angsty. And so it'd be a nice fit there. It'd get that younger audience demographic that they're looking for. And it would be a female Peter Parker like story.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I would see the potential as far as ongoing storytelling is that you've got a Peter Parker ish high school experience of a superhero. I mean, of course, you hate that idea of ABC Family. I do because I don't have cable. Yeah. Yeah i mean, I'm just telling you, Star Wars Rebels trailer, man. Tears. I don't have cable. I haven't Jeepers. even seen the first season of Rebels. I haven't oh. finished Clone Wars yet. So good. But here's the thing. You... I'm going to have to buy like things and... What am I... I don't know.
0: I don't the little know. ones need Ezra action figures, buddy.
2: All I know is if it's on ABC Family, I hope it's not MCU. If it's not MCU and it's on ABC Family, I can live with it. Because if it's not MCU, we don't have to cover it as it comes out.
0: Amen, brother. But if it is, and if it is, we, got we trouble. start the telephone.
2: <laughs> We're gonna have to do something. Okay, so that's that item. Next news item. You know what I'm. You know what's next? Can you, go for it. Go ahead. can't. Bobby, 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 spin-off, spin-off. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff is Bobby. It's Bobby. It's Bobby. The Agents it's Bobby. of S.H.I.E.L.D. That. spinoff is another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.-like show. Which, that'll again, feature have, Hunter. they have it 100% confirmed. Hunter and Bobby. That's what uh, Entertainment Weekly is reporting. Which is, you know,
0: that's no Latino news review.
2: Well, Entertainment Weekly is getting exclusives from Marvel. And so that's what makes this a little bit different, but you're right. It's not confirmed, but this is what they're saying. Hunter and Bobby. So,
0: well, the thing I don't like about it is it, it clearly means Hunter and Bobby are going to be together But the at the end of the season.
2: You know, it clearly, what it says to me is that clearly they're going for that um, on-again, off-again relationship that you would have gotten with Hawkeye and Bobby around yeah. the time that they were helping a team of yeah. earnest— well-meaning, stop. but not really well-trained, super-powered individuals to Just be a a team of people that looks up to the Avengers so much so that they name themselves after them, coming from the Great Lakes region. And so no. I think clearly this is what we're, what we're looking at, is Bobby and Hunter working with Squirrel Girl, Mr. Immortal, Big Bertha, Dinosaur, no, the... Doorman... Yeah, doorman. He's like a door, right? It is a cool power when you really think about it. He stands in front of a wall. You can walk right through him, Daniel. You can walk right through him.
0: Yeah, but can he walk through himself?
2: I think he can just step through. I can't remember. It's It's been a long time since I've read those comics. Because I actually haven't read the uh, miniseries that came out, what, 10 years ago? I'm against this. You're against the show, or against what I'm talking about right here? I'm
0: get well that and the show. Totally against it. Why are you against the show? Well,
2: um, other than yeah, time, you know, we only have so much time in, in a week.
0: Again, telethon. Um, Lance Hunter and Bobby clearly have to be getting together again.
2: No, it'll be moonlighting. No,
0: yeah, it's Mr. They're going to be um, uh, a couple. Working for SHIELD, nope. taking Colson's orders, and clearly if they're on their own show, that means Bobby's not gonna be just brightening up Tuesdays.
2: No, it's not going to be Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Or whatever. No, no, it's, it's going not to be Scarecrow. Moonlighting. Those were uneven partnership, Scarecrow and Mrs. King. This yeah, is the but
0: they were as they said Mr. The same and Mrs. Page. Smith.
2: Whatever. Yeah. You get the idea. This is a Mr. and Mrs. Smith. This is thing a moonlighting. Moonlighting. You know, they belong together. We know they belong together, but they don't want to be together. Well, Bobby wants to be with him again. Wow. But, you know, Hunter,
0: he says tonight he's never going to spend time with her. Never going to work with her again. Never going to cut a deal.
2: Yeah, he cut a deal. A deal for an entire television show.
0: Now, what does this mean? Is this going to be 22 episodes or is this the new Agent Carter?
2: That's the other thing. I mean, looking at both the last news item and this, we could be looking at what's actually going to be the Agent Carter thing. Because there is, you know, word on the street is that Agent Carter is 75% guaranteed to be renewed. What does that mean? 75% guaranteed. That's not a guarantee.
0: It means it's 25% guaranteed to not be.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. It could be one of these two things happening. Uh,
0: and let's be honest, Ms. Atwell does make movies. She gets busy. Yeah. She was in Cinderella. Hey, uh, um, can I just just say, what? get serious for a moment, Ben. I'm a total hot mess about this.
2: <laughs> uh, you, you can move on now. Next news item, Nicole Perlman and Meg LaFouave... I really hope she doesn't listen. I think i You should really okay, act okay, confident when you say that name. Nicole Perlman and Meg Lafave are going to write Marvel's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel being about Carol Danvers. Uh, these people, Perlman, was the first writer on Guardians of the Galaxy, while the other person, Meg Lefauve, uh wrote or co wrote Inside Out. Inside Out. Inside Out? Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm hearing a lot of people just be like, "Oh, Marvel, good for you! Pat on the back for you know diversity and and uh, you know that's so brave of Marvel to do this." And I'm just like, "That's bunk, wait, man! It, this is what they should be doing. Don't congratulate them for doing something they should be doing." Wait, wait, wait! We're congratulating Marvel for being smart enough to hire the person who co-wrote the movie of twenty. 14? Yeah. No, this is what you do when you're making a movie. You find the best person to write it, and especially if it's a movie that's going to be, you know, diving into, say, the psyche of a female main character. And, you know, these people are great writers. So, I mean, Inside Out I haven't seen, but it's a Pixar movie, and if they hired her to write a Pixar movie, she's good.
0: Yeah, story is so important to them, so incredibly
2: important to them. This isn't brave. This is what no. they should be doing anyway. There should be more diversity. Yes, so Perlman don't should congratulate them for doing things the that galaxy. they should be doing anyway.
0: I mean, we know that Gunn obviously had a lot to do with that script, but we've also heard that Perl is not Perlman the one who got the original notion.
2: Yeah, well, and, and, from and Perlman, the, from the is Marvel the one, writers
0: program, this is somebody we want to keep.
2: This is somebody who, when she wrote a first first crack at it, they. Greenlit the movie based on her script. I mean, that's you know you know why people are pointing this out.
0: Can I be honest? Go for it. Director of Wonder Woman left. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when you talk about Marvel DC, I know uh, DC for years has been un- unable to do anything successful with Wonder Woman. For heaven's sake,s we have Wonder Woman now in Bobby. Um, literally, um, and here we see. Another female, pro- uh, female property under the Marvel banner moving forward and not only moving forward, but getting good writers shepherded forward
2: by great writers who are going to be able to write this, I think, better than any male writer could write even a good male writer. And this is very encouraging because, you know, Inside Out is meant to be, I guess, kind of a psychological comedy, yep. you know? And that, I'm assuming, is going to be fun. Guardians of the Galaxy, fun. Does this mean Captain Marvel, fun? But, yeah.
0: And and I will say this should be encouraging to both men and women in the Marvel writing program. You can write something, get a a blockbuster greenlit on it. I mean, again, Guardians was a a risk, you know? And then if you can be successful, they'll continue to grow you. Well, not even grow you. They'll continue to use you and pay you buckets of money. Lots and lots of money. Well,
2: I'm just going to say, don't congratulate Marvel. Tell them, you know, just do it. Just be diverse, you know. Don't congratulate people for doing what they're supposed to be doing. Anyway.
0: Ben, you know what would be fantastic? Uh Uh-huh. If we get out of here before it's 4 a.m.
2: Okay, Time for the mission report? Let's do it.
1: Mission report.
2: Okay. You ready? Yeah. This is the frenemy of my frenemy. Or no, the frenemy, frenemy of my enemy. Frenemy of my enemy. Which, eh. It's an okay they're title. Not,
0: they're not all winners, man.
2: They can't all be winners. They can't It's just be a winners. title. I mean, this isn't Little League where everyone is a winner. And no one loses. This is... This is Agents of Shield titling.
1: And this can't. isn't youth
0: lacrosse, where every no, no, there wasn't not everybody was a winner on Sunday.
2: Nope. Okay. Nope. So Standing here's tall, something buddy. that stuck out to me at the very beginning, and I'm just going to start that with that right now before we talk about the plot. Okay.
0: At the very beginning was the thing that stood out to you: the colorful, like page turning that seemed like comic bookish.
2: No. It was that in the previously on, they included Ethan, the guy who was, you know, going to go for a hike. That really stuck out to me. And I thought to myself, why did they include that little bit? Uh, well, I think that's going to be important. It wasn't terribly important this episode. Although we'll get to that. But actually, it was hugely important this episode.
1: Yeah.
0: That was the crumb.
2: It was the crumb, but then the fact that he's missing, I think we're going to find out some more badness happened with that. But yeah, he's, he's dead, dude. I hope not. Is he? Did they say Is he the, was dead? Was he the guy on the table? Oh, wasn't he? <sighs> oh, poor Ethan.
0: Because they tracked they tracked Gordo. They tracked,
2: yeah, the quantum. Got and Ethan. And they we had guy on the table. on the quantum entanglement on Ethan. E- I didn't even notice that. Oh, I didn't. Man. I didn't really
0: look at the face either. But I'm guessing that that's Ethan. Okay. I mean, at one point, I was playing with the other alternative, which was he's going bad he Hydra, yeah. because he's upset.
2: Oh no! I thought but he was just Hydra and just already because. How but, but again,
0: when he got into this whole quantum entanglement thing and it became clear that we were tracking Gordon, I was right, like, oh, he was there back right, on the table. Right. Yep,
2: yeah, I bet you're right. I mean, I'd have to go back and rewatch that, which I can't. Right but now, I totally could, and I'm you. not going to at this time. Okay, well, let's just let's get the plot. We got three plots going on. Which one do you want to do first? Let's do Sky. Sky. Okay. So with Sky this is Sky and the Inhumans. All right. So first off we have it's Cal the band. Yeah. It's Sky and the Inhumans.
1: How They're going to win
2: the battle of the bands, Ben. That's right. They're going to win the battle of the bands and get enough money to fix the boat so they can <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, Cal and Jaying are talking to each other and you can tell she's just humoring him but he just wishes that he could um, be who he was for Sky earlier. Problem is, well, they're sending him away, and they're going to drop him off like a like a puppy. We'll get back to the puppy metaphor. Meanwhile, Sky and Lincoln are having a heart to heart. Lincoln, he reveals he knows those are his are her parents, but uh, coming out of that, we move away pretty quickly. Sky realizes what their plans are. And so she goes and kind of confronts Jiang and realizes Cal is meant to be a distraction. They're going to let him go, and they're going to let him do what he does and get angry, and it'll take some of the heat off of them. This guy's not real happy with the plan, so she goes to Cal, seems to feel bad about him, and asks if, you know, when you go home to pick up your things, with my air quotes, that that's what he thinks he's doing when they're sending him, not realizing they're not going to bring him back. But she says, can I go with you? And it's his best day ever. Then Sky confronts Jiang about Cal. He's not a puppy. He's a pit bull. We need to take care of him. I spent all my time trying to find you. And now you're just going to let him go. I know how he feels. Blah, blah, blah. Basically says, I'm not asking you to let him stay. Just let me go with him. So Sky goes on a father-daughter date. Down in the city. Best
0: day ever.
2: <coughs> in the city. Uh, to, she's going to soften the blow of leaving him behind, but all the stuff he wants to show her, it's been 20 years. Most of it's gone, except for the office. So she goes to his off. Oh, wait, I missed it. She uh, swipes a phone, calls May, and reveals where she is to May and Pointy Shield. So pointy shield now knows where Sky is. Lincoln has been spying on them. And this is when we find out that Ethan went missing and all that kind of thing. And the question is, okay, it's not so much um, how do they know who he was that he was one of us. Who is it? So Sky visits Cal's old office with Cal. Real and he realizes though when Lincoln shows up, basically, oh, you're not saying. Uh, you're not coming with me just to keep me company. You're actually saying goodbye, right? And, of course, Lincoln's not the only one coming. Hydra's coming. And then, of course, Hydra's not the only one coming. Curvy Shield is coming. It's Colson. It's Ward. And so we have our three plot lines come together at this point. I think we need to stop right here. Yeah, I
0: agree. We need to stop
2: okay. at this point. So we're going to stop right there. Uh, so... Uh, Thoughts about the Inhumans plotline that we have here?
0: Well, one thing that really comes out to me in this plotline is despite the fact that she's been in Afterlife, Skye still really identifies herself as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Absolutely. She's thinking like a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She's worried about people. You know, Dad's going to cause trouble. He's going to kill people because he's going to get angry. So she's worried about the safety of others that aren't part of the Inhuman group. She's also, you know, identifying herself as a protector under the fact that she is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She doesn't seem to resent S.H.I.E.L.D. even though they sent folks after her. And she straight out says at one point, you know, I am a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent.
2: She does. So y- you definitely have the cross purposes of Sky and Jang. Jang is the leader of another tribe of people, the Inhumans, while Sky belongs to the tribe of S.H.I.E.L.D. And humanity. She's still wanting to protect humanity. Jiang's not interested in that. She wants to protect her own. And it's a good dichotomy that you've got going there mother and daughter. Absolutely. So even though she's going to return, I mean,
0: she is a risk in the Inhumans in the sense that, you know, if S.H.I.E.L.D. ever did make contact and S.H.I.E.L.D. wanted into afterlife or know more about Gordon. She's going to squeal to good old AC because, well, she's a shield agent.
2: Yeah, this is. It's it's good drama. Um, now, I, I'm, still, there's a little bit at the beginning where it kind of felt a little soap opery, but not nearly as bad as last episode. And the drama here, it's good and it makes sense, and we understand both of their motivations. Jiang, she's motivated. A. Sky is her daughter. She wants to have a relationship and take care of her daughter. But B, the inhumans are her people. They are the people that she is committed to. They are her family. Even though they aren't related necessarily by blood, I'm not sure how that all works yet. It seems like it's just random people who are born with the gene at this point.
0: But, we'll, well, but, we'll but there's a genetic link to the gene.
2: But it doesn't seem like everyone who is there is actually, you know, from the same family or from the same region or anything like that. No, no. I mean, they're spread
0: across the globe. But they're family. But the, yeah. And the the gene is carried in families. Um, a good example, again, this polling from Marvel 616, in the Iron Man comic books, uh, when Inhumanity happened, there is a storyline in which – uh, a young man cocoons, no, and a young man doesn't cocoon, but his family does, and he there was a lot of jokes about the fact that he wasn't a biological child, you know that mom might have cheated on dad oh. and so out of anger because this coco- the cocooning confirmed that he wasn't a family member, he destroys the family's cocoons, and then he cocoons. So it's very much the gene gene is in families. So and obviously you're
2: looking at Skye and her mother.
0: Yeah. So I mean it is carried genetically. It's just, you know, everybody doesn't turn into an inhuman because you still
2: have to have the pterogen. Yeah. So then we also have Cal here. And I'm feeling a little bad for Cal. Cal was a nice guy. He was part of Doctors Without Borders. I mean, that's, that's where nice doctors go because they want to help people who can't find the help that they need. And he was going to do that for just two weeks, but he ended up you know, falling in love. But they were planning to return to Milwaukee. Right. <laughs> Wisconsin.
0: Because it seems like Wisconsin is the center of the Marvel universe, not New York.
2: It's the Great Lakes, man. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. I'm telling you, but I mean, he, he wants to be who he was before he was all jumbled. He, you know, this is some stuff where I, I, I still don't think he's a nice guy. I, obviously he's not a nice guy, but there's tragedy involved in what brought him from point A to point B. And yeah. he's definitely he, still in love with his, his former wife or I don't know if they're still married or not, what, what you, what they're considered. But he's obviously still well, in love with her.
0: What's interesting is he doesn't have a hero's arc. He has a monster's arc. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, a good yeah. man, tragic figure, has become a monster. Now he may not be physically scarred in the same way like a Reyna is. But I'll also argue that Reyna's physical transformation isn't what makes her a monster. She was a monster before she met the Terry Absolutely. Absolutely. They,
2: so, if, I mean. If anything. Her outer appearance is a physical manifestation of her inner psyche. Absolutely.
0: So, yeah, I mean, he was a good guy and he had plans, the same sort of plans that I think you as a father could appreciate and understand. I was thinking about some of those things, you know, I was thinking about, you know, I went to practice with my daughter when Uh she was a certain age. I went to watch practice with my son at a certain age. We did this thing. We did that thing. These are things that Cal Cal planned for but never had the opportunity because of the turns that his life took to follow through on. There are also dreams that he seems to be unable to give up on.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's, I I think, a big part of the tragedy is that by having her ripped away from him, that all those things just get left unrealized. And that, you know, he, and you actually, they did this nicely where they're going to drop him off at home to pick up a few things and then they're going to leave him there. But that puts us in a place where he can take us into his old office and we can see that he has a hula dancer. You know, and, uh, I wasn't a big fan of the dialogue there, but it, it's so, well, no, it is it is him. It, it makes sense. You know, I had one too, Sky says. And so he says, Coincidence? I think not. Genetics. <laughs> Wait, genetics makes you want to have a hula dancer.
0: Oh, it's so true.
2: Yeah, yeah. But this it's the exact kind of thing that he would say because he's he's crazy. And that's another tragedy, is that it's really more for him, I think there's you know, there's a, a mental disorder almost where he is he's insane is a part of his his evilness. You know, he just, poor guy. I'm feeling bad for him now. And this is a... Well, and that's the point. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, this was a nice
0: man whose life was completely torn apart. Now, I think at times he realizes that. and He blames S.H.I.E.L.D. I think he probably should blame HYDRA. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he is a tragic figure.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then, Just
0: like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is.
2: Yeah. And you're right. I, I like that you call it the, the monster's arc. You know, where he he's becoming something or has become something that he doesn't want to be, but he can't stop being. And, you know, so he has these moments, like right, we're looking at him right now. He's lucid. He knows exactly what he's doing and he knows exactly what he's done and he doesn't like it.
0: So. Well, but he's also lucid at times when he does these things because, again, in the tie-up at the end, he tells Lincoln, I'll take care of this. And he's going up against Hydra with no weapons. And it's, it's free will.
1: He Hydra's going to do Hydra's he's gonna lose.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I so. mean, you get the sense the moment
2: he says, I'll take care
0: of this. Hydra's going to lose.
2: Yeah. And, and so he's uh, – <laughs> I'll say this. When he, was, uh, when he confronted Lincoln, and he throws Lincoln down, um, I was expecting him to just start beating on him. I, I was still, I think, stuck in Daredevil mode, because I was expecting just this brutal beatdown that you would see maybe in a, a show like Daredevil, where I don't want to spoil anything as far as specifics, but um, Episode four, there's, man. Some Episode brutal, four. there's some brutal beatdowns that happen. In that show, and it's not just episode four. Yeah, I mean, there's they happen throughout, and that's kind of what I was expecting. And then, no, oh, oh, wait, this is still nine o'clock on on, uh, on
0: network television. Seen?
1: Yeah.
2: So,
0: hey, we also get Daisy for the first time finding her name, her last name, and saying it out loud, confirming she's
2: Quake Daisy Johnson. Hmm. Yeah. It's a nice moment. Nice moment. It's not bad. She she knows who she is now. So I, all the inhuman stuff is, it's, it's interesting. It's good. Um, I, I get the feeling that there's some, like in the writer's room, there's some of the writers who just aren't quite sure how to handle it and make it feel natural. I, I there's some unnatural feeling dialogue going on. There's unnatural feeling choices going on, um, but beyond that, uh, we do get that little moment of where they're it, we're looking in books, and we re, we find out that Reina is the first precog that has ever been an Inhuman. That there's been nothing like it before, and. It's a nice little detail too that we're getting there. Raina is special and she just can't see herself as special. She sees herself as that monster. Well,
0: maybe she'll have an arc to
2: repair that. She might. I, am I really want to see where they go with Raina. We didn't see much of her in this episode, but Raina is a character that if she has a redemptive arc, I'd, i go along with that. Well, you and I both enjoy redemptive arcs. We do. Uh, but there is a redemptive arc that I, th- I'm, I'm afraid that they're going to try and throw at us that I'm not a big fan of, and and that is Ward, the Ward mm-hmm. arc. So, so okay. So we well, have talked about being humans. even to, to, to look back at heroes. You know,
0: a lot of complaints about Ugh. hero is that a hero and heroes is that he could, was the ultimate reset button, and I feel like maybe you're right with that other redemptive arc because they've thrown a reset button at us.
2: Oh, but the reset button they threw at us. We we need to talk. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So now we can do pointy shield or we can do curvy shield. Let's do the pointy guys. Pointy it's- shield. Uh, that's May Simmons and Bobby right now. They're the and and Mac. They're the primary movers in this episode that are on pointy shield's end. They're in the SSR headquarters, the playground. Uh, when we start with them, it's Bobby and Mac. Working out, they're 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 doing training. They're fighting, and she's giving him some pointers and that kind of thing. Uh, but then we find out that he thinks Simmons is stalling, and asks if doesn't that bother you? And she says, No. What bothers me is that Hydra's not gone, and that Coulson is not the enemy. Thank you for thinking straight, girl. Yeah. So then Bobby and May go and confront Simmons. You know about is she pretending to work on this or whatever and um we find out that May because Simmons has revealed everything to May she's revealed that the box was she she created a new box that's a fake one she reveals that Fitz has the box and reveals that um and then we find out that May does not really appreciate this plan and we find out that May actually is kind of on pointy shields' side because Colson is standing on a mountain of lies. Um, so she tells Bobby, so Bobby and May confront Simmons and Simmons says, okay, fine. I'm going to help you find, uh, Colson by tapping into Mike Peterson because then that'll help exonerate them. Uh, May does explain herself to Simmons. Simmons doesn't care, isn't really that interested in any excuses that May have. She thinks May is on their side. And like I said, May says it's not about sides, it's about truth, and Colson has left us a mountain of lies. Then really not too much goes on. They do tap in. <laughs> they do tap into Mike Peterson's eye. And what happens when they tap into Mike Peterson's eye? They see Colson standing there with ward what <laughs> yeah. problem and uh we end the that arc for this episode with uh, mac and bobby coming in after the party's over after the big fight and revealing and, that and talk about a episode finale yeah so we'll get to that when we go to our wrap-up time but yeah I'm not a lot to talk here uh, other than it seems Bobby is getting soft toward Colson and what Colson was doing because Colson, like we've said before, was actually after Hydra. Meanwhile, May is getting harder toward Colson because Colson is standing on a stack of, of lies.
0: But well, I think the question with May is is it a, an act? I don't or is think she's been
2: infected by the council. No, I don't think she's infected by the council. I think she's looking at all the stuff that Coulson was doing and saying to herself, why was he hiding this from me? She's his confidant. Well, and I do think the the shot
0: of Ward and Coulson standing next to each other are probably (laughs) confusing at the least.
2: At the very least. If you had any doubt in your mind saying, okay, you know what? Coulson might be on the side of the angels. Oh... He's working with that guy.
0: You know what I find interesting, though, is you know jumping back to the Skyplot, getting a little bit into the wrap up. When she sees Warden Coulson together, she doesn't react in the same sort of way.
3: She She's does trying react. to
0: get to dad.
2: She does react, but she is drawn. The the attraction is not the word that I'm using as, in the the frame of like you know you're attracted to someone physically but more the attraction, like what brings her in, she's attracted toward Coulson more than she's repelled by Ward. Absolutely. she's. In ch-
0: it's not like she's looking at Coulson and being like, what are you doing together? I now doubt you. I've been tracked by sealed agents. I now see you with one of our worst enemies.
1: Now, hold on, she's hold on, still running, running.
2: What are we talking about in? these guys? We're, we're talking about pointy shield here. And we're talking. Oh, about, sorry, sorry. And we're supposed to be talking about, well, well, the point is, is is May does seem to be reacting
0: in a negative light seeing her ex-boyfriend and her best friend standing side by side.
2: Yeah, and but it, it already was there. The seeds of doubt are already there for May. May is connect. looking at all these things that, that Coulson has kept from her up until this point, which I don't have any reason at this point to say that, yeah – She's pretending she doesn't know about all that stuff. It's possible because she is a good spy. She could have started acting you know surprised about everything like the the what is it, the theta protocol or whatever it is.
0: Yeah not even mentioned
2: today, not even mentioned, but when it was mentioned last time she acted as if she didn't know what it was and Bobby actually picked up on the fact that she actually doesn't know what that is. It's possible that she's pretending, but I don't think she is. I think she's trying to sort through, why would Coulson do this and not tell me? That's the number one priority for her. All right, well, we'll see how that plays out. We will. Meanwhile, Bobby, like I said, getting softer toward Coulson.
0: Well, you say softer. I'm saying becoming rational. Because every argument that we've heard, where. You know, we were out there fighting, fighting Hydra. What were you doing? It's becoming real. You know, people are beginning to realize perhaps we were on the wrong side.
2: Well, that's just it. I mean, it really comes down to they were doing their jobs. Whether you like how Colson was doing it or not, for them to be so concerned about Colson when there are definitely like actual evil parties out there that want to destroy and kill Coulson's really not the greatest of the evils that are going to be out there to cause problems. So anyway, not too much going on there. Uh, It was fairly, I mean that we, we, we spent our least amount of time with that particular plot line for this episode. But the other big plot line then would be Curvy Shield. And that's Coulson. And Fitz. And Ward now. And Mike Peterson. This is also the most interesting one plot-wise. First of all, though, we find out that Strucker and List... uh, List is experimenting and looking for quantum signatures. Because they're trying to track the quantum entanglement... Of Gordon, who is able to cause himself to exist in two places at the same time. That's how he transports. He's putting himself in another place and putting whoever's with him in another place as well. So Coulson needs to infiltrate Hydra. How is he going to do that? Well, Ward is not a part of Hydra, but Ward probably knows a guy, Right. So first they have to find Ward. And how are they going to find Ward? Well, they tracked down Agent 33. Who is that? Is she back to her regular face now? Her original face? Picture from Mom. Yeah, she got a picture from Mom. And so Mom, because she sent the picture, she knew where she was. And so Coulson and the team apparently went to Mom. Mom gave them the information they needed to go and find Agent 33. They take Agent 33, and then that gets Ward to come in, sit down with Coulson, and Coulson says, I'll let you walk if you help us get an infiltrate shield. Walking meaning we're going to give you the Tahiti treatment, (laughs) wipe out your evil memories, and let you be the man that you want to be. So they make the deal with the devil. Ward gives them back Definitely though Ward has his own plans. He's you know, making some plans actually with Agent thirty three. This leads to an awkward plane ride with where they are talking about what they're gonna do. End result is Fitz actually tries to kill Ward. He wants to go after him, they pull him back. Can't blame him. Mike Peterson is going to go into Hydra with Bakshi, pretending to be Bakshi's bodyguard. And so Bakshi goes into Hydra uh, under Ward's agenda, more so than Coulson's potentially is what it seems like. Because then he offers to give List Mike Peterson, who would be great for their team if he just had a compliance upgrade and became compliant. Well after this offer, Coulson believes that Ward has turned on them. This we get the you know the Mexican standoff. That's our midpoint epi- mid episode twist point where everyone's pointing guns at each other except for Agent 33 who has a knife <laughs> to fits his neck. The standoff ends because Mike is targeting everyone. He is going to start fighting them and kill them and Coulson needs them alive. So everyone lowers their weapons. And they give Mike the message to play along, find out they're tracking the teleporter and that they have gotten the signature, so they are gonna go, and they head out to the building where Cal is with Sky in his office, and I think we stopped there, and then we'll talk about the finale. What do you think? It makes sense, okay so so it's exciting list yeah. This is going after
0: Powered People. Yes. Yeah. And next episode, we'll hear, hear him say, I got to go to a movie.
2: <laughs> I think so. But he might say something like, I need to go do a comic book first so I can do a kind of half-hearted story that's Just not going
0: to much- something." Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's very interested in Powered People. Uh, again, I believe he killed Ethan trying to find out. What's going on with Ethan? Uh, He might have believed that Ethan was the source of this quantum whatever science-y words that they were using.
2: Quantum entanglement.
0: Yeah, and and he wasn't. I mean, they could find no proof or evidence. They're they're tracking Gordon. Uh, List is tracking Gordon. Right. And List and Strucker are interested in powered people. We know this is a fact because of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver.
2: The problem here is was Gordon... In the building that Cal's office was in? Because that's where Hydra goes. Hydra following the t- these quantum signatures.
0: Dude, they're just good.
2: Goes no, he to the building.
0: He wasn't. And was Ethan really at the same place he got dropped off? Or were there other people where Ethan got dropped off?
2: I don't know. I, I'm not worried about Ethan getting dropped off and all that stuff. I, I, I could see them following the signature. Gordon's gone, but Ethan's there. You know, He was going off to hike by himself in the mountains or whatever. So they come to that spot. Gordon, he's maybe started hiking. He's a couple miles away, but he's the only one. So they get him. They do the experiments on him to find out if there's a quantum signature or whatever. It's all very track no babble, so to speak. But Gordon wasn't in the building. No, he wasn't. That's not where he dropped them off. He didn't drop them off in the building. What is it that caused Hydra to actually go in? I mean, she I would say that.
0: <clears throat> just let me make this simple. Yeah, we need a no prize answer.
2: Okay, so why why would Hydra go into a building? Where now they were dropped off the because near building.
0: because there was residue from the teleportation. On Sky and Lincoln, who were both inside the building,
2: my no prize would be that possibly Lincoln, when he was on the street, watched them go in the building and had Gordon drop him off in the building then, instead of just walking in. (laughs) But because they were dropped off near the building, all I know know, they were dropped off near the building and Shield. S.H.I.E.L.D. then was going after Sky's phone signal, which was also near the building. I just... It just doesn't feel, you know... That's the one big misstep for me in this episode is that, you know, why are we going there? Because that's where the thing is. How do we know the thing is there? Because it's there, and that's what the script tells us to do. The
0: thing at the place at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ward. Ward. Getting... War, is warden love seeing true love uh, sure he's got a cactus i've never brought mrs butcher a cactus
2: i actually have brought mrs avery a cactus i have so is it a sign of true love well we're still cactus married cactus man we're still married and that was very early on i think so i i don't know though i mean i i'm suspecting everything he does I'm thinking to myself, Coulson. Yeah, you're gonna have to try and outsmart the fox here, but you know, be aware that anything that Ward does, you know, the whole TD- Tahiti arrangement—that I don't think that holds any weight. I mean, Tahiti is gone. It's no,
0: no Coulson. I think colson has got access to the brainwashing parts of Tahiti. I don't think he's actually going to do it, though. I don't think well, he... Well, but, again, this is our, our hero's hero reset. You could redeem Ward by erasing him and allowing a new Ward to be in there. Which, by the way, a very comic booky sort of answer.
2: Yeah, I
0: got a crazy, crazy, crazy scenario for you. Okay. Ward loves Tara, Kara, 33. Mm-hmm. He's willing to sacrifice for her. What if he wants the Tahiti scenario, because then he can be a better person for her?
2: I mean, that's seeming to be what Coulson is offering. Is you no, can be no, the Coulson's man offering?
0: We're going to erase you. This is the only way you leave, and this is the only deal you get. No,
2: no. But what he's couching it as is, you can be the man that you actually want to be. Because if you don't, I'm going to have the man with rockets in his arms shoot you.
1: But the at the, is, at is, that
2: point, yes. But it, here's the other thing, though. Ward is not still not a good person. I mean, he shoots people while they're down. He kicks them while they're down in this episode. I mean, Ward is not a good dude. And Ward knows
0: that. Yeah. So is there a possibility that Ward... Wants to be erased and replaced with someone else who would be better for thirty three.
2: I don't know because thirty three is also not too nice of a person. As thirty three, right
0: no, thirty three was a solid shield agent who went through the compliance program, and I'm going to argue that she's not a horrible person. She's just a immature person that's under the influence of Ward. Uh,
2: it could be. It could be.
0: I- she, she, really, she feels like a teenager who makes bad choices to me.
2: I'll just say, like Raina, I'm interested to see where they take this whole Ward thing. Uh, they're going to have to really sell it if there's going to be any kind of status change for Ward. Uh, they're going to have to really sell it and really do it with high, high quality of plotting and scripting.
0: So, so let's see what else. Uh, where's the hairdryer? We didn't see the... The, the dryer from the bathroom used it all.
2: I we, I knew we weren't going to. Were you sad? No, no. I uh, I knew it all along. They weren't going to go there. If they went there, I would have been ecstatic. But I'm not but sad you, that they didn't go there because I knew they weren't going to.
0: It, it is interesting, though, because Fitz is willing
2: to work with Ward
0: under Colson's direction. Now, yeah, he tries to kill him.
2: Well, wants to kill him. I don't know if he... Keep your mouth shut. Silly ward. But he's <laughs> I don't willing... not know if he actually to... get to try. He doesn't try so much as he wants to and almost acts on it. But again, this is the man who ruined his life, as some yeah. might believe. Created
0: his, his uh, brain damage. And yet he's still willing to be a good soldier, good agent, and follow through with orders.
2: Because you know what? It's more about Coulson and... Sky or whatever, it, and let's throw a little hunter. Than it is about, yeah. Than than it is about ward.
0: Yeah, I mean, hunter makes it clear this is the job. Sometimes you make deals with bad people,
2: mm-hmm. and it is the job. I mean, that's the life of a shield agent. Being spies is a life of compromise to get the job done that needs to be done. You know, they make the hard choices that the rest of the world doesn't even want to know about.
0: And that's why they have secrets, Bobby. Hey, girl. This is why the director keeps things secret.
2: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Colson, we get some good one-liners from him, though, uh, even in under in situations where it's not a great situation. Um, Colson gives the stick and carrot line. You know, we tried the stick. Here's the carrot. Get me inside. I put you through the TD protocol. A protocol. And Ward says, I like who I am, but that's where Coulson says, a murderer and a traitor. Yeah. You know what felt
0: weird to me at times? What? The fact that it didn't feel weird when Ward was backing up Coulson.
2: Yeah, it
0: didn't. I mean, it wasn't like – I wasn't overly like, oh, Ward's not going to – you know, Ward's going to shoot him in the back. Now, there was once where I was like, oh, this is a perfect time to shoot him, Coulson, in the back. But really, I was like, okay, well, Coulson's going to be safe because he's got Ward.
2: Yeah. Well, and and Ward did. He he earned his keep. I mean, he could have let Coulson – you know, a guy had the drop on Coulson. Coulson turns before Coulson has a chance to pull the trigger. The guy drops, and it was Ward who dropped him. So I, I'm I, I'm I've got conflicted feelings about Ward right now. I'm, I want to see where they go with this, but at the same time. There's places I don't want them to go with it unless they can really do it well. Because here's my concern: it's they not- got to
0: use they got to use a reset button. They have to use a reset button if they're going to redeem him because he's a murdering murderer, murders as you would point out.
2: Here's here's the thing that I'm worried about. It's not about the redemptive arc. I believe in the redemptive arc. You know, I I write my own stories have redemptive arcs in them and I like watching stories that have redemptive arcs it's not is it believable that he could have a, a, a redemptive arc it's will they write it in a believable way that's my main concern is that not will they do it it's just will they be able to do it well after having set up so well that he is not a good person. They did a great job with that. A great job with that. And you know they're going to have to but, then work through how are they going to how are they going to do this right? How are they going to and, it? and that's
0: the thing, how are they going to do it right? They have to make it feel organic. Yes. They have to make it so that it doesn't feel like they forced it that it is actually part of the story. Exactly. Exactly. Because, again, going back to the heroes experience, people complained about hero was just too easy of a reset. And at one point, because of that,
2: they changed his powers. But see, that's not where I would go with heroes. When you're talking about heroes, and in this conversation, I would go with, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name now, Sky... No. Take my glasses? No, um, the Spock. Oh, Siler. 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 Uh, he, he had some redemptive stuff kind of happening, but then he can't, he counts like a yo-yo. Yeah. You know? the, the problem is, is they, they went back and forth and they knew, oh, he's popular, so let's do this. Oh, but he was popular because he was evil, so let's pull it back. And I thought that's where you were going to go because well, that's the, one of the things that kind of turned me off on Heroes. I followed it through to the bitter end, but... With heroes, that whole thing with the what are they going to do with Siler? Yeah, we they kind, be, they kind of began
0: to crowdsource the story, yeah, and trying to figure out what the public opinion was in order to write a story, and that that is probably the don't tell anyone I said this, <laughs> but that's probably really the feeling. The failing of heroes is the fact that instead of following their plan, you know, Siler was supposed to die at the end of season one, new big bad at season two. Instead of following it, they adapted because they had an actor they liked and that the public liked. So they began to kind of crowdsource the story. I don't want to see agents of shield get crowdsourced. I want to see Jed and Marissa write the, you know, lead the story they want to read lead.
2: Yeah. So, um, should we talk about the ending then? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So we have big fights. Uh, Hydra is coming through. Shield is coming in. Um, Lincoln has a fight. A short little little thing with Deathlock, zapping Deathlock, and it's not really doing what it normally does to normal people. So what's the deal there? But then List comes and takes them both. Uh, Coulson, Ward—they come running through, and you know they're trying to rescue people, trying to find Sky, and that's where we have the moment between Sky and Coulson, where she comes and oh, Coulson. You almost expect there to be, you know, fans blowing their hair back as they run towards each other with their arms extended and the music swells. But um, it is a reunion. And, you know, it, my snark aside here, it was a good reunion for as brief as it was. It f- felt right to me. They have their reunion, but it is very, very short lived because Gordon shows up. Gordon's going to take her away, but instead. Uh, Cal jumps in and they all three leave. And so shield is left. Uh, point, uh, curvy shield is left. They need to get out of there. They're outnumbered. I believe the, this is the quote. We're outmanned. This is Ward to Coulson. We're outmanned, outgunned, and our only backup is Fitz. And so they're going to get out of there. Hydra gets out of there. Bobby and Mac from Pointy Shield come in after the dust has settled. The party's over. She feels like it's been an hour now that they've been gone for an hour and then we come to our tag scene at the end and this is a good tag scene we hear colson's voice bobby and mac go in they're not
0: everybody's good
2: yeah not everybody's gone they go into cal's office colson is sitting there he stands up puts his hands up and says Take me to your leader.
0: Well, that's going what? to be interesting. The Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus
2: the, the Board. Of well, Directors of S.H.I.E.L.D., I should say. Yeah, no, it is going to be interesting. And if anyone can unite these two factions, it's Coulson. Could that happen with HYDRA? Or if you had two warring factions, the leader's... Would ha- I think it's possible they could come together and say, look, we're going to destroy ourselves completely. There's going to be no winner here. I think that we're going to get something similar with Colson, where he's going to go in and say, look, we got to work together. Because Hydra well, is know, still out Bobby there.
0: Bobby just wants some truths. That's what Bobby wants. That was May once. Bobby's clearly
2: influential with uh, Commander Adama. So are we going to get, and I don't, I'm not spoiling anything because there was no indication of this in the, the, you know, coming next episode. This is me speculating right now. Are we going to get uh, the confrontation scene between Coulson and May? And are we going to get some of those answers where May comes and says, why did you do a B and C and only tell me about D well, clearly, May.
0: it's because we got to go to a movie.
2: Mm, no, I mean, so, but why is he building the training centers?
0: You know, As the, you'll find out in the
2: movie. That would be interesting if they went there with that.
0: It could work. It could work, but. I'm just saying something's got to happen next week that says I got to go catch a boat. <laughs>
2: So overall, this is still not as great as some of those really good episodes we had just a couple weeks ago. But there's enough answers and enough action, and we're getting this, – this episode was taking us from point A to point B, so the next episode we could start at point B and be where we need to be for the movie. Yeah, and, we're
0: moving a story forward.
2: Yeah. So this is a this is a plot-forward character development episode – um, with with some good action and a Man. lot of a lot of interpersonal conflict.
0: Remember when we used to get standalone episodes about monsters of the week? Yeah, those were fun. <laughs> wow, this every episode is advancing the story. This is one story season two. Man, twenty two episode movie.
2: So yeah, if we were giving a rating, I would give you know a high a high rating, but not real high i give it, you know, four stars, but not five. I'd
0: probably give it an A on a one through five scale. All right. I mean, it's a very mature show, and that's what we have here is a mature show that's telling its story. And doing it well. Yep. So, so I'm not going to criticize them for not making me feel as tense as three episodes ago. Those were pretty outstanding episodes. These are still good episodes. Great episodes.
2: This is an episode that was building on what came before, though. This is an episode that has Fitz alluding to his accident. Just, you know, this is the first time I've been solo on the field since, well, you know. You know, and when he alludes to his accident, he's alluding to why he has motivation to go after Ward. Because Ward caused the accident. And so it's good writing. It's solid Not a lot of, you know, exposition for the exposition's sake. I don't know how lost a new viewer would be watching this episode. But, all told, I liked it. I liked it. And I want to see what happens next. But unlike Daredevil, I can't just keep watching. I was going, I tried. I'm watching it and I just pressed next on my iPad and realized, oh... There is no next.
3: Oh,
2: my, my Daredevil has completely ruined it. everything. My, my life is in upheaval because I can't just watch brutal, bloody beatdowns and press next and watch it another one.
0: Ben, I get it. My life has changed tonight, and you may have noticed. I was on Target. I was watching the episode pretty much live, and my oldest said to me, "Why can't we fast forward over these
2: commercials?" Because they're happening right now. They're happening right now. <laughs> this is live. Daniel, last night, I didn't know what to do with myself. Because I wasn't trying to squeeze in a Daredevil episode. It was, well. Uh, okay, I, I think we need to move on.
0: I knew what I was doing my, with myself. And it was watching High School Lacrosse. Oh. Uh, so, it was kind of fun. My... Um, our one of our old lacrosse coaches was coaching an opposing high school. Some of my former players are on the high school varsity
2: team. And you remember what you said about not wanting to be here until four a.m. Oh yeah, let's go.
0: Field, report.
1: field report. Hey Ben,
0: okay. we got feedback. We
2: do. We do. Subject: <sighs> Punishing Raina from Agent Doug messages so Sky's mom said that she saves Skye from punishment because she wasn't chosen and went through the teragenesis on her own Raina was basically the driving force behind that whole scenario so why isn't she being punished or better question why is mom protecting her too well we know why they would want to protect her now they didn't know this at the time of your question. Because uh, you sent it before this episode, Agent Doug. Uh, so I don't know.
0: I, I I have a crazy theory. Go for it. Mom is essentially a good person. Okay, that's crazy. Man, yeah, I think that's what it is. You know, it's not just because she's got some sort of super healing ability that can be put back together with a World War II field kit. I think she might actually just be a good person.
3: That's a
2: possibility. That's a distinct call, possibility. <laughs> call me crazy. I, I have and and will again. Again and
0: again and again.
2: All right. Next message, please, Daniel.
0: All right. From Agent Diana. Feedback on Melinda. Greeting age, greetings, agents. You always do this to me, Ben. You know that? You always do this to me. No, I don't. Anyway, greetings, agents. Just oh, writing goodness. in to agree with Ben about the too soapy tone of the mother daughter scenes this week. Oh yeah, that I do on purpose, yes. Nothing about the big reveal felt right to me. I thought the scene came too soon and would have had more emotional weight had they taken more time to really develop the mentor student relationship between the two women before Ying revealed this guy that she was her mother. I think the fact that they only met last episode is part of the reason Ying's deep down I think you knew line, and the I was too afraid to hope response sounded so ridiculous. At this point, why would Skye have suspected anything? She's been told her mother was dead earlier this season. Mm -hmm. For that scene, we'd only seen Skye and her mother together three times, and two of those scenes were short. If there was supposed to have been some instant special bond between Skye and her mother before Skye knew who she was, I didn't think they did enough to show us that. Also, I have to say that I was pretty put off when Jiaying told Skye that no one can ever know that Skye is her daughter. I understand her reasonings, but she can't possibly think that she can keep that information forever. As bad as things might be if everyone knew Skye's parentage now, I can only imagine how much worse it'll be if the truth comes out later down the line and it becomes obvious that Jiaying was deliberately covering it up. Sky and, at least to our knowledge, Cheyenne did nothing wrong, but in keeping the relationship secret, it's going to be a lot harder to convince anyone of that once the truth is out. Just like in real life, the cover-up will cause more outrage than the crime. Plus, given Sky's emotional issues about home and family, it seems cruel for her mother to tell her that she can never publicly acknowledge her. (laughs) Sky spent her whole life dreaming about finding her parents, and now her mother is telling her that she has to be kept a secret forever. Because this revelation would undermine Jayene's position of authority in their community. Sky might be too excited to have, might be too excited to finally find her mom to dwell on that now, but this could end up being incredibly hurtful to her down the line. I never thought I'd say this, but I think Crazy Cal has a chance at ultimately being the better parent to Sky. Overall, I was a little let down by this episode. Like you, I didn't think there was enough Melinda in the episode Melinda. As much as I did like May's backstory, it really bothered me that her story became as much about Sky and her mother as it was about May. Sky's a character who has never lacked for screen time or character development. And it annoyed me that she took up so much time that should have been used to further flesh out May's past and present. From Agent Diana. And she's got a lot of strong points in here. Yeah. That are good. And, you know... Soap operas have a purpose in life. I used to enjoy a good soap opera with my grandmother. But yeah, for something to emotionally set with us, there just hasn't been enough development time for us. And I would like to point out, you know, maybe in this episode tonight, you were confirmed that Cal is a not horrible father because Crazy Cal was ready to sacrifice himself in order to keep Sky safe.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I... I I'm, I'm conflicted about Cal as well, but in, in different ways. And again, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, but yeah, this, this is a very good email. I mean, and I'm not just saying that because I agree with the whole entire thing. So, uh, it's, it's good even if I didn't agree, but all right. Our next, uh, feedback is also about Melinda. It's from agent Jessica. And it says Hi hello, Ben and Daniel. I really enjoy seeing Melinda May's backstory as to what happened in Baran. It felt true to what we have heard in the past, especially the line Colson said to her about letting the girl go, which was also a nice callback to season one. I was surprised about the inhuman's connection, but I really liked it. I don't know if that's what they have been planning the whole time, but it fits really nicely with the inhuman storyline and what's going on with the sky. I kind of feel like May working with Skye and trying to help her after she got her powers is almost a way for her to heal. She wanted to save the girl in the past, but the girl seemed like she was pretty psychotic from what Xiang said. Now she has a similar chance to help Skye both before and after she got her powers. And that has already seemed to help her get some of the old Melinda back. She has been more open this season, and I think working with Skye has a lot to do with it. Speaking of Sky, I agree with Daniel that Afterlife is going to fall apart for her. There is no way she and her mom are going to be able to keep it a secret uh, that they're related for very long. If Raina has some sort of dream that reveals this info about Sky, and she realizes that it's not just a dream, she will use it to her advantage somehow. And it will cause problems for Sky. It will also be interesting to see how really reacts, or what happens to her, since she seems pretty high up the leadership circle. This new info about rules makes me wonder if that is what Gordon was talking about when he told Cal that he had sealed Sky's fate along with his own. It would make sense if so. Is Gordon the only one who knows about Sky being Giang's daughter other than Cal? I'm wondering what exactly the punishment for breaking that rule and who carries out the punishment is a banishment or something more severe? They can't reverse the pterogenesis process. So is the punishment death? Or some sort of imprisonment, maybe? I don't know a ton about the Inhumans, so do you have any ideas about what their justice system is like? On to Coulson is the Theta Protocol. And what Coulson has been up to going to be the tie-in to the Avengers movie. I kind of get the feeling that Coulson has been working on this since he got Fury's toolbox at the end of Season 1. Agent Koenig knows about Theta Protocol. Coulson told him to activate it if things went bad in the Kree City in the mid-season finale. So it wouldn't surprise me if Fury had started working on this before S.H.I.E.L.D. fell. Now Coulson is picking it up and running with it in his own way, of course. In the past, they said they aren't a lot of people on the in, there aren't a lot of people on the Index, but there could be another list from the toolbox that shows otherwise. And that is what Coulson is working with. Finally, I have a comment on the spin off casting update. I really don't know how I feel about having both Hunter and Bobby leaving and being on their own show. I think it could be interesting to see where they go with it, but I am really liking both of them on our show now. Hashtag Team Bobby. If both of them leave Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then I'm guessing it's to make room for Ward again and probably Agent 33 or maybe just for more Inhuman stuff. I just hope they do enough crossover episodes if that ends up happening. Can't wait to see how working with Ward again plays out and and to hear your thoughts. Agent Jessica. P.S. This isn't really for the podcast, but um, she corrects us on the pronunciation of pasty. (laughs) She then tells us it's a pot pie kind of hot pocket kind of thing. Uh, Only better than it sounds from that description. Uh, Pasty is something very different. So she's just looking out for us. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Okay, so going up to first paragraph there with Melinda finding some redemption by training Sky who has powers now. I didn't even think about that, but that makes total sense that she lost the one girl and now she has a second chance with Skye. I like that idea. Um, As for the inhuman justice system, Daniel, they're a monarchy, right? I mean, it's basically Black Bolt is in charge or is there like an inner circle kind of thing with them? In the comics anyway. Do you know?
0: For a while, Mute, the power of Mute. Um, yeah, monarchy, Black Bolt, final judge, jury, executioner, okay. but the royal family does have you know advisory powers.
2: Okay,
0: I mean I think Medusa would be pretty prominent in yeah. influencing authority over judicial cases. But I mean, when we talk about Jaiying and afterlife, and really what they're trying to do is keep the royal family, is my assumption, from finding out.
2: And then, did you also forget, like I did, that? colson told agent Koenig to you know activate theta protocol if things went bad i totally forgot about it yeah me too completely and we've talked about the spinoff casting stuff but um we'll see how I, about yeah we'll see where it goes but it'll... well
0: this is an interesting message what's that from agent evan yes new fantastic new fantastic four trailer Hey guys, just wanted to quickly comment on the new Fantastic Four trailer that was released this past week. I have to say I'm even more excited now, and will be definitely going to see it in the theaters. The story looks like it will be sticking very close to the Ultimate Comics source material. I'm liking that they actually enter the negative zone to get their powers. I'm curious to see how Doom becomes the bad guy. His face looks cool in the trailer. And lastly, the thing looks fantastic. Curious to hear your thoughts. Agent Evan out. Yeah, I don't feel like really adding anything to this at this time. So I think we should just move on to the next
2: message. I think that maybe if we're going to add anything to this at any time, it's going to be at a time that would be...
0: (laughs) I just feel like right now is not the moment.
2: Maybe after certain thing go into place. Not now. Not not now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've got a uh, voicemail that I'm going to try and play here if the technical difficulties that we, I was having earlier that were edited out are not going to happen again. Let's see. Yeah, this is a voicemail that we might have played earlier, but might not.
4: Hi, guys. This is uh, Hank Harwell here again, and I just had a, uh, a strange or insane theory here that I wanted to share with you. I don't know if any of you remember, when we first met Sky slash Daisy, or as I'm calling her now, Skidazy, uh she was in the diner meeting with, uh, Mike Peterson and having a conversation and at one point the camera looks sh- down and we see her arranging the sugar packets just so. Now let's fast forward a season and now we're, uh, this last episode we see, uh, Skidazzy talking to, uh, 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 Gordon and he tells her that her abilities are to control the natural frequencies that are inherent in all things. What if they were trying to tell us this, that she was, uh, destined to manipulate things and put them in a in certain order as part of her superpower um, uh, skill sets. Just a thought. I still don't think that we've seen the last of her arranging those uh, sugar packets, but I think I might be onto something there. Anyway, I look forward to hearing what you think and what happens on the next episode. We'll talk to you later. Bye.
2: Daniel. Hank. Yeah. Uh, do I pull back the curtain here a little bit? I I, I mean, we're honest, guys. We've been transparent. We are. Um, As far as this theory, Hank, I think it's a good theory in that it's something they can go back to and say, oh, that's why she did that. But that wasn't their original intention because I do know that back at that point, they didn't know that this is who Sky was going to be. The, the process of finding who Sky was going to be was something that they were doing as they were going along and looking for the right person that, that she could be and, and that kind of thing. this is at least that's the way that um, Marissa Tantron, uh that's the way she portrayed that in, in an interview that I read. So there you go. I don't think that that's what they were trying to say way back then, but it is the kind of thing that they can do go back to and say ah, but way back when when she did this, you know that fits
0: nicely with this idea but so, i th- and i think we all want that scene to mean something
2: yes and it hasn't yet i mean let's be honest they they threw that against the wall and they i think they were trying to see if it would stick or not hey hey ben so far hasn't stuck <laughs> no
0: hey can i read you a message from agent yager toad yeah go for it um Loving the season, this season of Agents of Shield so far. My favorite character, at least among the Inhumans, is Gordon. One thing that I noticed about him that I haven't heard in, heard mentioned here or anywhere else is that whenever Gordon uses his ability to teleport, but especially his force field, the energy that surrounds him becomes from it comes from his shoulders and kind of looks like wings. Think Tyrell from Diablo. I think that this was most noticeable in this scene where he rescues Raina from the shield. I've lost track of whether or not they were Coulson's agents. I have also noticed it at other times, though it is not as apparent when he teleports, probably because it happens so fast. I think that the wing look might be intended to give him an angelic quality. He certainly embodies what I think an angel would be. Calming, gentle Kind, but with an undercurrent of power and a threat of massive damage if you turn out to be one of the bad guys. So, Ben, thoughts? Gordon
2: and Angel? I well, I think it might be. It might be intended imagery. Yeah, um, I think.
0: And, and I didn't I notice it before. That's callers. the thing
2: is, I, I hadn't noticed it before this message. So now I need to be looking at it and looking specifically for it. Um, And I don't know about you, but
0: personally, I really like Gordon.
2: Did you notice how they got around the effects this episode? That when they went to the city to get dropped off, we get... Dude, just call it Milwaukee. We cut into it after the effects would
0: have been there. Mm -hmm. Smart. There's only so much money, man. Got to save those. Got to save Disney cash.
2: All right. And so to prove that we don't just read messages that are complimentary and positive.
1: Hello, agents. Agent John Wilkerson here calling. And I have to say that I have to provide you with a little bit of inside information. Kevin Feige's last name is pronounced Feige, not Fage or fig or Fugue, or whatever you're saying. It's Feige. He answered that in a Reddit AMA and said it's pronounced Feige. So there you go, Kevin Feige, not Fage or whatever you guys have been saying. That sounds really weird. Second, I uh, watched Daredevil. I mainlined it over the weekend. Well, I, I didn't watch all 13 episodes in a row, but I did watch two or three at a time. And Wow. What a great series. It is exactly what you would expect from a from a Daredevil character and what you would want to see. So with that being said, looking forward to the next episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then, of course, a follow-up podcast to go with it. Welcome to Level 7. So talk to you guys later. Bye.
0: I think what we were saying was Feige. I'm thinking that we said Figi with confidence. Yes. Here, here's the thing. I'm. I know for a fact I mispronounce many things. <laughs> I just say it with confidence, and I just
2: stumble over it and un- unconfidently.
0: But don't worry. I've mispronounced words in English, Latin, German, and French.
2: I don't think I was worried, but
0: confidence.
2: All right. Well, we got two more messages from Agent Evan. Can I read this one? Go for it, and then we'll play his last one.
0: Spin-off series. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm going to read this one with a little bit of a tone. Okay. So, yeah. New spin-off series. Yay. I'm not very excited about this. I really like hunter and bobby's characters but that means i want them with our team not off doing their own thing if they must do a spinoff series i could have my way i'd like a mini like daredevil and then bring them back to me this just seems like taking ncis and making ncis los angeles and ncia ncis new orleans i hate that i really hope it doesn't turn out like that there are some definite possibilities for this to be a good thing but right now i'm sticking with my pessimistic outlook agent evan out
2: and I would just say, if they are going to do the whole NCIS, Los Angeles, NCIS, New Orleans thing, it, it, it has precedence in the Marvel Universe when you have something like, I don't know, Avengers Great Lakes. or Well, I mean, even with
0: S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., sword, hammer.
2: <laughs> and we have one final message from Agent Evan. I'm going to play it right now. He's moving back over to the Moonrock display case. Can you reach your eye, sir? I'll
1: try.
3: Well, well, well. What do we have here? An agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ah, and you must be his partner. How quaint. Hello, what's this? A wristwatch communicator. I think I will just take that off your hands. Literally. Hello? Is this unit functioning properly? Do I have the pleasure of addressing Agents Ben and Daniel of the infamous Welcome to Level 7 podcast, I am Hydra. You may call me Agent Irons. Well, I must say, this is most exciting. The two of you have been a thorn in Hydra's side for some time now. I am surprised you had the resolve to keep this little show of yours running, Agent Ben, after our attack on your internet service last year. We had hoped you would simply give up. I can see we were mistaken. No matter. Have you enjoyed our work on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Don't listen to him, guys! Quiet, you! Regarding your television show, I only have one question. When will we see major Age of Ultron crossover material? I enjoyed the theory from the last podcast about how Ultron units may be hidden inside the Iliad. If that is the case, perhaps Hydra should get there first, no? I am becoming less and less optimistic about a Colson and Avengers reunion. But enough frivolity. As you have already guessed, I have your Agent Evan and Agent Miller in my tender care. After my little enterprise at this museum is finished, I will return them to you, alive. If, and only if. You forever cease transmission of your troubled little podcast. However, for now, I will take my prize and be on my way. What does Hydra want with the moonrock irons? Ah, Agent Evan, once again you display the short-sightedness of S.H.I.E.L.D. We do not want the moonrock. We want what's inside it.
2: I guess this is the last episode of Welcome to Level 7. You know, I'm willing to take the risk, Ben. Oh, okay. Never mind, then. Let's just keep going. Okay. Uh, Did you think he was going to say that now that I've got them in my tentacles, because he's Hydra, but then he said tender care?
0: I was waiting for him to just hang in there. Yeah. Well. Sorry, Evan. Okay. So, I mean, crossover. We've got two episodes in a row where Strucker's been mentioned, I'm assuming in the next episode Strucker is going to be mentioned. List I believe is going to be an Age of Ultron. He is, uh,
2: yes, he is our connective tissue.
0: So I, I just don't think it's going to be as strong as it was with um, Winter Soldier. It, what Tuesday after the movie, Coulson sitting around the playground looks over at Gaining and says, "Hey, those Ultron AIs, they were crazy." <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, has already said it's not going to be as much of an impact, so... Yeah,
2: yeah. and I, I've heard Kevin... Fo- foogie? Free, free range. Floggy. Um, he said stuff, too. I mean, they, they can't do what they did before because it, it just doesn't work as well. Winter Soldier was already in production when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. went into production, and so the idea... Was they? I think they were knowing they were headed in that direction. That Shield was going to fall apart because of a movie, and with this, you know, I think they can they can do some, you know, a what happened over there, those robot things, like you just said. But I don't think it'll be nearly as connected.
0: There we were fighting the robot, you and me, caning, and then
2: they just stopped. (laughs) Because they blew up the control ship in orbit accidentally when a child accidentally launched their ship into space and accidentally pressed the wrong button and started shooting in the docking bay. (sighs) Every robot turned off, Daniel, on its own because the control ship. They didn't dude. have
0: individual dude, programming. Dude dude, 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 dude! No, they've always the trade federation always used uh, a centralized computer control hub for their robots. Doesn't make sense. It, it makes doesn't perfect make it's sense. The force the force led that child to the right place at the right time.
2: Doesn't make sense that they would.
0: You know what? Doesn't make sense. What it is in Avengers when Iron Man does the exact same thing that biological things quit working? But you know what I do? I just go with it.
2: I just Shouldn't go with just it. Just go with it. It doesn't make sense there either. It makes even less sense.
0: It, it, again, biological—they should be able to independently function on their own. But again, I just go with it. I just go with it.
2: All right. Well, Daniel, I think it's time to wrap this episode up. Maybe do a quick little thing after the credits that would be fantastic. Yeah. Maybe we can do that in four four minutes or so. (laughs) So thank you for listening. And we appreciate you taking your earbuds, sticking them into the sides of your head holes and uh, listening to us babble on and on. But we appreciate you listening. We appreciate the conversation on Facebook. We appreciate the messages that you've sent to us. And it's fun. And so we'll stay. We're going to keep doing it. Uh, Hydra. You don't win. You can keep Agent Evan. We're going to keep having fun or something like that.
0: Well, this is all part of our elaborate plan. Of
2: course, we have a different plan that goes uh, that's, you know, above and beyond what we're saying out loud. It it's a two-part
0: plan. It involves the trust that we have in Agent Evan and Agent Miller and the hidden messages in our broadcast.
2: Yeah, sure, I'll go with that. All right. Well, Daniel. I had another man. I know that I've talked about Great Lakes Avengers a number of times in this episode. And all I can say is I understand. People don't always like hearing about Great Lakes Avengers. It's just something I like, you know, it's part of my geek wheelhouse. But I do understand. Some people don't like it. I mean, I know. I know. I see the stink eye from everyone else. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Level 7. We'd love for you to join the conversation. You can leave us a voicemail at one 55 the word level and then the number 7. That's one seven seven five 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 three eight three five seven. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcome to level 7. 7 is spelled out. Follow us on Twitter where we are Level 7 Pod. 7 is spelled out. Or email us directly. Feedback at welcome to level 7.com. 7 is spelled out. Visit our website, welcome to level7.com, for news, reviews, and links to our RSS feeds. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls, Earls.bandcamp.com. And again, thanks for listening. Welcome to Level 7 is a part of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more podcasts to help you learn, succeed, and laugh at noodle.mx. That's noodle.mx. And now, Daniel, you want to talk about that trailer? Not the Star Wars one? Not the, oh, not so the other good. Star Wars one, so good, uh, Superman, man. Batman one. You know, I, did Fantastic you see the Four. Superman, Batman
0: one with Reeve and West? That uh, was dumb. I didn't like it at all.
2: <sighs>
0: you have no heart.
2: Uh, it, it didn't fit. They, it was. I
0: know crazy. there's some things that were forced in there, but it it felt
2: campy and fun. No, it just
0: what nostalgic. It did,
2: what it did was it reinforced why. A Adam West, Christopher Reeve, Superman, Batman special thing would never have worked.
0: Well, they're two completely different tones.
2: Completely different tones. Yeah. but We're not talking about that. We're talking about Fantastic Four trailer. And now that we have seen it, Daniel, I'm actually... Can,
0: can we just reread it, Agent Evans' email for
2: some parts? Um, I'm actually pretty... I'm intrigued, I see the thing, he looks really cool, and it looks like they're actually talking about, you know, we have to do things, we have to be heroes, and uh, it looks like it's going to possibly go some places that I would like to see a Fantastic Four movie go.
0: Like the negative negative zone? Sure. Well, and really, this is probably the first Fantastic Four trailer that feels like it's a movie about... Superheroes. (laughs) Superheroes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as I said when I posted it, look, it's a superhero movie. And that's the real big takeaway for me in this one is, yeah, it's it looks like superhero movies. Now, I still have major concerns about the story, major concerns about some of the cast. But it's finally at least a
2: superhero movie. They're not trying to distance themselves from the idea that it's a superhero movie anymore. Anymore. Uh, yeah. Well, no, and that's not... Uh, it's not a hundred percent accurate. It still feels like they're trying to distance themselves a little bit. But this is the this is the trailer that says, "Hey, yeah, you know what? Actually, it is the superhero thing that you would. Prob- it's closer to the superhero thing that you want than the other trailers were suggesting. That's what they're saying.
0: And, and I do find it interesting. And, and Agent Evans correct. It really does confirm that they did use the Ultimate Fantastic Four as their inspiration. And Ultimate Fantastic Four, not my favorite series of all time. Not my favorite Ultimate series. But, you know, in many ways, the Ultimates is what helped kick off the Avengers.
2: Um, that original six issues are some of the only Ultimates comics that I've read.
0: Yeah. And it's good stuff. Ultimate Fantastic Four, to me, at some points, dragged a little bit. There's some interesting stuff in there. You know, I, honestly, for someone who hasn't read it yet, there's some really interesting stuff. There's some familiar faces that are villains in Ultimate Fantastic Four run. But, again, you know, it's Fantastic Four, so.
2: No, oh, we we'll just have to wait and see.
0: We'll go see it. I, I still really was I, excited I, about Horatio Hornblower and Michael Chickless.
2: Here's the thing. I'm going to Deadpool. I'm going to yeah, Deadpool you opening night. Okay? If I can do that, then I think I can sit through a mediocre Fantastic Four movie, which is where my expectations are set now. So. Okay. And that actually, my expectations have been raised. By this.
0: Well, but I mean, Agent Evan made the comment that he was going to see it. Well, you and I were always going to see it. Yep. We knew. So we, you and me, were not the target audience for this trailer because our 8 bucks, 12 bucks, whatever it was going to be, was always going to the movie. Yep.
2: Yep. Okay. Well, that's enough for tonight then, Daniel. Talk to you later. Sounds good to me, buddy. All right. And listener who's still
1: listening right now, thank you for listening. Talk to you later.